Welcome back to 10 Toes Down Football. I'm your host, Jaden Allwood, and this week we'll be talking about my Week 7 predictions, how there are no more undefeated teams in the NFL, no clear best team in the NFL, how my New York Giants lost a nail-biter in Buffalo while injured, and how what I think will happen with the trade deadline approaching. So to start off with my predictions for this week, I have... Starting off, we have the Jaguars and the Saints on prime time this upcoming Thursday at 8.15. I have the Jaguars winning this one just because the Jaguars have been a very, very hard offense to stop this season. With Calvin Ridley, Travis Etienne is heating up. He's been having pretty good games these these past couple games, and they look like a team that's going to, if they pick up, pick up speed at the right time, they're going to be very hard to stop. So I have them, it's going to be a tough one against a good Saints defense has been playing good recently, but I do have the Jaguars taking that one on Thursday. Next, we have the Atlanta Falcons and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have the Buccaneers bouncing back after a bad loss with Baker Mayfield playing bad. I do have the Buccaneers taking that one against Atlanta. I believe that one will be wouldn't be won't be that close. I believe Buccaneers defense is gonna be very hard for Atlanta to Atlanta to play through. They need they're probably gonna have more quarterback controversy if Desmond Ritter continues to have bad games. They may have to put Taylor Heineke in there, but hopefully hopefully it's a good game we get to see if Desmond Ritter can bounce back, especially with a lot of heat coming down on his shoulders. Next we have the Raiders versus the Chicago Bears. This game might be very interesting because I believe it can it can go both ways because these teams have decent enough defenses to cause trouble for the opposing team, but their offenses just have to they have to be on point this week because Jimmy Garoppolo currently leads the league in interception or is top three, and that's just not something that can get this team that far when it comes down to the second half of the season. So I believe wins like this is ones that they need to get. So I believe, I do believe the Raiders will take this one. Next, we have the Cleveland Browns against the Indianapolis Colts. Both teams are very, very, very hurt. Both teams are down starting quarterbacks as of right now. Deshaun Watson is still injured and Anthony Richardson is looking like what I've been seeing from reports looking like he needs to get a season-ending surgery on that shoulder injury he suffered a week or two ago. But with the defense the Browns have, I believe they can still somehow find a way to make this a, a game that they could win. It's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a very, very, very hard game because the Colts are a very aggressive team and they they don't they don't back down until the, to the clock hits zero. But I do have the Browns taking this one. Next, we have my New York Giants against the Washington Commanders. I believe the Giants played very good this past week against the Bills. Well, on defense, our offense did show signs of life with Tyrod Taylor behind behind center. So hopefully, if, if Daniel Jones does come back this week, hopefully he gets cleared to play. Hopefully our offense still looks the same. It's a little bit more fluent. We got Saquon back. He may have been a big addition to the team coming back. You can obviously tell the type of team we are when he's back. It just makes everybody else's job just much easier. 
just another threat to add to our offense to to spread the ball around. But I do have the Giants taking this one against the Commanders. We need to, especially one and one and four, one and five. We we need a win to to at least salvage the season somehow. And a division win will do that. Next, we have the Lions versus Baltimore Ravens. I have Detroit taking this. I do have the Lions taking this one. I just believe the Ravens have been playing good football, but they've been keeping a lot of teams in the games that they've been playing, sometimes playing down to their level or just not playing good enough to the level they should be playing at. But I believe the Lions, even with Montgomery being hurt this week and possibly being out multiple weeks, I believe with the addition of Jameer Gibbs back into the lineup, they'll be fine replacing that. But I do believe the Lions will take this one against the Ravens this week. Next, we have Buffalo Bills against the New England Patriots. I believe the Bills, this is an easy win for the Bills. Patriots haven't been playing good football all year. They've been going through a lot of quarterback controversy. If Mack is the one, if Bailey Zappi is the one, if Will Greer is the one, they signed Malik Cunningham to a three-year three year deal after an undrafted rookie. They're just going through a lot of controversy right now, and they have a lot of questions to answer. I don't believe those answers are going to be found against a Bills team that especially just were in a game with a, the New York Giants, and I probably, they're probably going to want to come into this weekend be a high-flying team that is sending a message to the rest of the league. Next, we have the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks. I have the Seahawks taking this one, actually. But not by much, though. I, I do I do believe the Cardinals will give them a fight. But I do have the Seahawks taking this one. I believe the Seahawks will get the job done. They'll just do just enough to get past this Cardinals team. This Cardinals team does fight, though. They make every game interesting. Majority, majority of the first half going into the second half. But I do believe the Seahawks, the Seahawks offense is just very good with that wide receiver combo and their running back, their running back room, their defense has been holding the teams to a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of stops. So I'm sorry, but I do have the, the Seahawks taking this one, their defense and that offense combo that they've been able to pull away from teams going into the second half. And that just seems to be the Cardinals weakness as of late. Next we have the Rams versus the Steelers. I believe it's going to be a very good game, but I do have the Rams taking this one. I do believe the Rams defense is going to be too much for the Steelers this week. I feel like they're they're going to start catching stride, moving on, moving forward. But I do have I do have it being a close game probably the first first quarter going into the second quarter, but I believe as soon as the as soon as the Rams start to pull away, I don't believe the the Steelers will be able to match their offensive output and just keep up with them. I just I do believe it'll be hard for them. But I do have the Rams taking this one. Next we have the Chargers, who just lost, unfortunately, to the Cowboys. The Chargers versus the Chiefs. I have the Chiefs taking this one. I do believe the Chargers will take back to back losses. But I do believe they will give the Chiefs a good run for their money because that offense is is very explosive, especially with the 
addition of Austin Eckler back. They should be able to to put up some points on the Chiefs, but the Chiefs defense has been playing outstanding this year. They're honestly the reason they are winning most of these games. They're keeping this game these games very close and they're giving the ball back to Patrick on very good field position and they're keeping the score close for him to put some work and get his team back back to lead late in games. But I do believe the Chiefs will take this one over the Chargers. Next, we have the Green Bay Packers against the Denver Broncos. Hmm. I... I have, actually, I have the Broncos taking this one. I know that that may sound crazy, but I have the Broncos taking this one off of the mere fact. I believe I believe they're a team that, that, that really is going to surprise a lot of people this week, especially against the Packers team that is really still trying to find its identity. This may be a good game for them to steal and just show a lot of people that they can still be a force to be reckoned with, even if they don't make the playoff race they could be a team that could really end a lot of teams playoff hopes going into the second half of the season and they could show that they could, they could just beat about anybody as much as lose to about anybody next we have Alabama quarterback show off on Sunday night football we have the Miami Dolphins against the Philadelphia Eagles I do have the Dolphins taking this one because I that Dolphins offense has still been the most consistent part about that team, which is his explosiveness. Tyreek Hill is coming up on a thousand yards. He's only a hundred, hundred to like 180 yards away from a thousand yard season. And it's only week six. And he's just on an incredible pace this year as a, for a non quarterback player, he should be number one in the MVP conversation. Tua is a top three MVP candidate as well. So those two being on the same team is just going to be, I feel like it's just going to be too hard for Philadelphia to stop. But Philadelphia's defense is definitely going to give them a run for their money. As we saw this past week, Carolina was able to put up 14 straight on them at first. So it's, it's going to be possible. But I believe when it's all said and done, Dolphins will have the upper edge that entire game. Second, Second primetime game is 49ers versus the Vikings on Monday night. I have the 49ers taking that one. I don't believe the Vikings are going to be that much of a threat to the 49ers. But that depends on if they get some of their players back off an injury. But I still believe they'll they'll still have enough weapons and have enough firepower to, to get rid of the Vikings especially with no Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's on IR, so he's out a minimum of four games or three more games as of now. But I do believe they'll have enough firepower, and the defense is good enough to stop any about anybody. So I do believe they'll take that one on Monday Night Football. Next, we could talk about how both undefeated teams, the Eagles and the 49ers, lost this weekend both to backup quarterbacks, which was very surprising to see. Zach Wilson sent the Philadelphia Eagles home this this weekend with Jalen Hurts playing arguably arguably his worst game to, of the year. 
Jalen Hurts had was 28 for 45, 280, one touchdown and three interceptions. While Zach Wilson had a pretty good game, didn't turn up, didn't throw no interceptions. He was 19 for 33, 186 yards. He he did his job, protected the football, got the job done, spread it around. He got it to his best target, eight. Gary Rosen for eight catches, 90 yards. While Jalen Hurts did good on the rushing end, too, and that one touchdown did, but one rushing touchdown on on offense was from him, too. But they just had, they just had those three picks just cost them. Their defense did step up, the New York Jets. The defense stepped up when needed to make it rough for him the entire game, especially with no sauce Gardner. It's a very, very, very good performance from that team all around. But the fact that there's no more undefeated teams, it just shows that this season is just going to continue being more unpredictable. And going to the 49ers, Brock Purdy, who lost to P.J. Walker and the Cleveland Browns, Brock Purdy had one of his worst games as a starting quarterback since starting for the 49ers. He only completed 12 of 27 passes for 125 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Brock Purdy did look a little bit shaky without his two two of his best playmakers on that offense. But we'll see how, how he can go moving forward if he can bounce back. Prove a lot of people wrong that came out of this game saying that he needs um he needs all the best weapons around him to be remotely good in this league. But I believe I believe he should he should he should come back this week and have a very good game. But that granted it wasn't his fault. They really they really did lose. It came down to the wire. In the end, a game winning field goal could have sent them could have sent them home with the win, but their kicker unfortunately missed it as time expired. But a lot of things are out of your hands in this league. It's very unpredictable. But they, we just have to see how the 49ers play moving forward, especially all these injuries coming down on them. But next, we could talk about how this season is actually a season that's hard to predict who the best team in the league is as of right now. Both undefeated teams lost. Teams that we think are the best are struggling against certain teams that they shouldn't struggle against or that are, they are projected not to struggle against. Um, teams that are supposedly the best teams now because there are no more undefeated teams still have losses, pretty bad losses in the season. For example, the Miami Dolphins are looking like the best team as of right now, but can we even hold them accountable to be stay the best the rest of the season as they have a pretty bad loss on their record already, a 28-point blowout loss to the Buffalo Bills, a division rival. And then you have you also have the Buffalo Bills who are looking great against a lot of teams and then played my New York Giants yesterday and took them to the third or fourth quarter to score their first points. They just held scoreless and or first, you know, touchdown. So it's just hard. This season's gonna be very fun to see who, who we 
who we have as uh, the best team going down this stretch now, going down to the middle half of the season. But I do, I do believe Miami will stay as a top three contending team throughout the rest of the season. That offense will just keep getting better. I do have the Bills staying up there too. Philadelphia to me has to still has to play a little bit better going forward. They're they're still moving shaky. They they've been they've been in a lot of games. I don't think they should have been in, but they haven't had a like I said this previous episode. They haven't had a you could say defying win that just puts them in the t- definite definite top three conversation of teams. Even though they were undefeated before this loss to the New York Jets, but. You can't you can't lose to a team like that and have your starting quarterback who was just in the Super Bowl and who had a great Super Bowl performance have three interceptions in a game like that. You can't can't have that. But I guess we're gonna go another year without a perfect a perfect season. Last team to go perfect. Go fourteen and zero, win three playoff games, and win the Super Bowl was the nineteen seventy two Miami Dolphins, but. Guess we gotta wait till next season to see if another team can accomplish that feat. But I I like how I like the way the season's going. It keeps all these games have been interesting. Has been just something to watch and just, you know, keep our eyes peeled to the TV. We never know what may happen. But I do have I do have when it all comes set down to I do believe the top three top four best teams for sure as of right now would definitely be the Bills, Kansas City Chiefs, Miami Dolphins, and the 49ers. Barring no more injuries and God forbid no more injuries. But as of right now, that's how I feel like the last four teams will be going into the second half of the season. Near playoff time will be those four teams. Next, we could talk about the trade deadline approaching. Trade deadline is October 31st, the end of this month. There are a lot of players that have been rumored to be on the move, and there are a lot of teams that are rumored to be sellers this this next couple of weeks. So we may see a lot of people in new uniforms going on to the second half of the season, especially with a lot of injuries coming up. We may see we may see a lot of players get shut down because their season is lost. For example, you know, as of right now, the Minnesota Vikings said they're not sellers of Kirk Cousins, but we have to wait to see a lot of players. A lot of teams do say that just to keep things under the radar, but I do believe the Vikings are going to be sellers at some point because you're one in four through five games. Justin hurt. Justin Jefferson is hurt. He's on IR, so you're not getting him back for a minimum of a month, three weeks as of now. Kirk Cousins has been playing good football, so this is the perfect time to keep his to get trade value or to keep his trade value high as his stock is high. So we'll see what direction they go in. They may go into full rebuild mode because this is probably just not a season they could salvage if they lose another game or two. Next, we have the Broncos. The Broncos, I've heard, are in full sell mode. And pretty much everybody except Pat Patrick Sertain is on the sell block. 
which is which is very understandable. Patrick Sertain and Russell Wilson. Teams may reach out for Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Teams that need a number one receiver or a number two receiver to pair with another receiver. Teams to watch out for that could trade for those two. You have the Carolina Panthers, the Indianapolis Colts. Tennessee needs a definite wide receiver too, in my opinion. Chandler Burks, considering is not playing as much with his injury, that trade is still looking to work his way out. But A.J. Brown trade, the receiver that was drafted after him. So we can see how that goes. New York Giants still need receivers, a true number one receiver. We can see them dip into the conversation. Who else could, who else could, in my opinion, could really ask for a receiver? I said the Panthers already. Um, Who else? I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills want to, the Bills want to send somebody for another offensive playmaker on, on that side of the ball. Wouldn't be surprised for them. Mike Evans is another is another name to look out for for teams to trade for. If he if he's um if the Bucks are on a decline, because he did not sign a contract extension, so he may be looking to sign a new contract elsewhere. But the Giants are also can be sellers. We could we could offload the contract of Leonard Williams. Aziz Olajari's injury, injury prone. I don't want to label him as that, but it's just what it is. Xavier McKinney's coming up on a contract extension at the end of this season. It's a lot of players that you could, you could offload. Dory Jackson too lowered the cap hit going on going into the off season. It's a lot of, a lot of things that can happen for certain teams like this. Saquon Berkeley has been his name has been thrown around going to different teams. I've seen. Baltimore is one of them. Miami could be a team he gets traded to. Team with better weather, better offensive scheme suited for his skill set. We get to see a lot of players, a lot of surprise players get sent. Get sent to different teams in the next couple of weeks. I know the the Vikings can also send like Daniel Hunter. Very good pass rusher. Teams could use a very good pass rusher. Especially with the league becoming more, more, more pass heavy, you need more, you need more, somebody that can get to the quarterback faster. So it's just going to be very interesting to see what direction some of these teams go these next couple of weeks. But teams I would mainly look out for as of right now to really, really be sellers is the Broncos and the Vikings. Those are the top two teams, I would say, as of right now. Teams like the Jets could sell or could put team, like receivers like McCole Hardman on the trade block, receivers who haven't gotten them out a lot of play time. There's a very, 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 very deep wide receiver room. They haven't really used him or accounted for his abilities this season as much as he would like to. But we can really see what directions they go to. Hunter Renfro is another name and on the Raiders. Hasn't gotten a lot of snaps. Hasn't gotten a lot of playing time as much as you'd like. But we could really see a lot of teams, a lot of teams make some surprise trades this these next couple of weeks. The Chiefs could trade for a wide receiver. 
They they could get Patrick Mahomes some help going into the second half of the season. Could get a Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Marquise Brown from the Cardinals. If that team is willing to sell. Good. Get Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, no Noah fan out of Seattle is a name that could come up on some trade talks. I know the Panthers could trade some defensive players on that side of the ball. But we we're we're gonna see how, how this how this how this tracks down these next couple of weeks. It's gonna be very interesting to see. A lot of teams could become way better going into the second half. A lot of teams could just not make any moves at all and just not progress in any way possible. And finally, we could talk about my New York Giants against the Buffalo Bills. My New York Giants lost to the Buffalo Bills Sunday night, 9-14. to 14. It came down to the wire. It came down to, honestly, an end zone shot on the one-yard line to Darren Waller that, in my opinion, should have been called a pass interference. Because if you're going to call the previous play as a pass interference, you should call this one as a blatant pass interference, where his jersey was obviously being tugged, and the defensive back did not have his back, his head turned around at all. So I believe if you're going to call the one previous, you have to call this one. This was more blatant than that one before. But overall... I believe my Giants played a very good game. Tyrod Taylor stepped in for Daniel Jones this week, went 24 for 36, 200 yards, playing against his former team. Saquon Barkley came back off an injury, 24 carries, 93 rushing yards. Had a very solid game. He picked it up in the second half, two very big runs to give him majority of those rushing yards. But you can obviously see the difference in his offense and how teams play us when he is back. It just makes us more of a threat to anybody that's playing us. It just, it just makes the ball easier to move around. Darius Slayton, our leading receiver this game, had four catches for 69 yards. Wondell Robinson had eight catches for 62 yards. Very, very, very good showing by those two. Stepped up when we needed them to. Darren Waller and Jalen Hyde did step up with some very, very clutch catches going down Going down the second half, Darren Waller, five catches, 43 yards. And Jalen Hyatt with a very, very, very small showing, three catches, 21 yards. But those those catches are very important. He had some he had some good catches in the, in the second half. He had a very important catch in the last drive leading down, leading down the end of the field. He had he should have had more yards if there was a he caught a 43 yard pass on the left sideline, but he got called back for a legal man downfield, which another conversation we could talk about. So our offensive line. Justin Pugh, practice squad signing. We we signed back former Giant, his second stint with the New York Giants. Stepped in today for at left well yesterday. Stepped in yesterday at left guard. Played pretty decent from what I saw myself. He then had to step in at left tackle, which was probably more snaps than he anticipated to play in especially after recovering from an ACL injury. But our line is just so beat up this year. We have to really, really find a way to figure that out, find a, one solid unit that could just mesh together and play good. But overall, I believe holding an offense like the Buffalo Bills scoreless the entire first half, that's 
that's good. We 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 have some life to build off of. Our defense is playing great these past couple of weeks, but our offense just has to get it together. We have to be able to score some points, especially some touchdowns, because our defense, Bobby Okorike, leading tackler this game, eight tackles, three assisted tackles. Adore Jackson, six tackles. It says we were, we played very a very good game. Micah McFadden picked off Josh Allen in this game off a tip pass. We played very good defense this game. Our offense just needs to make our defensive job easier and reward them for getting the stops that they did this game. It would just make our lives a lot easier moving forward. And honestly, this is a game I thought we would lose terribly in, but it's just giving me hope that there's a recipe for success somewhere in this team, and we just have to find it. And hopefully if Daniel Jones come back, he could put on a performance like Tyrod Taylor did with behind the same offensive line. So we should be able to see some sort of production with our starting quarterback coming back. But if not, then we may need to have the conversation is if this operate, not to say one is better than the other, but simply is this offense operating better under Tyrod Taylor behind center rather than Daniel Jones. That's just a question we may have to ask at this point. It's not too early to ask for a one in five team. Never too early to ask those questions when you're just trying to win as best as possible in the most efficient way as possible. So we just have to see how Daniel Jones recovers from this neck injury. Just see how he's feeling this week leading up to this game, especially this divisional game against the Commanders. But we're just gonna have to see how how we how we move going forward. We have a very still very hard schedule moving forward. Relative to how we've been playing, they have the Commanders, then we have the Jets, which is a New York home game, and we're gonna see the battle in New York essentially. Then we have the Raiders, then we have the Cowboys again for another divisional matchup, and then we have the Commanders and Patriots, and then going into December, we have our two matchups in that same month with the Philadelphia Eagles, and that. Those two games are going to be our hardest games of the year as we need to stack up some wins these next couple of weeks to even be in the conversation, especially some divisional wins to be in the wild card conversation, at least. But as of right now, the New York Giants hold the number five pick in the 2024 draft. And if we stay in that converse, in that area, in that range, we're going to have to have some serious conversations about who that draft pick is going to be. But as of right now, I don't even want to look that far ahead, but just to inform you guys, the New York Giants can be a team that can be in the quarterback conversation going into next season, but probably highly unlikely regarding you know Daniel Jones' contract situation as we would have to offload his contract somehow, and that cap hit would be severe. But we've seen teams just, you know, make the best possible decision for the teams in the long run, and if Daniel Jones can't be that quarterback – going down the stretch these next couple of years and we paid for a guy we thought we only saw last year in a playoff game against a bottom five defense, then we're going to have to really see what our options are going into the end of this season. If we keep continuing to lose these games and dropping them, we need to become sellers and we need to see what we could salvage for the end of this season going into next season. But 
As of right now, I still have some hope we could salvage some wins. We're showing signs of life against some of these teams. But we just need to we just need to find a recipe to make it work. Our defense is stepping up. They're they're making these games possible. We just have to score some offensive touchdowns and stop shooting ourselves in the foot on offense. Like bad clock bad bad clock management in this game against the Bills in the the end of the first half that would have sent us up by three by two possessions against a team with a very prolific offense, which would have made that game way closer if it came down to the wire the same way it did yesterday. But we just have to take what we could get and make sure we punch it in. But thank you for listening to Ten Toes Down Football. You can follow me at One TD Football on Twitter. You can leave any suggestions about what you want me to talk about. If they leave any comments and always follow.